Welcome back to A Generation Unplugged. And you know what? Let's just pick up where we left off with our last episode. Well, the judge, when we went for orientation, the judge was telling us that each attorney will get up and give <clears throat> an opening statement, and then they'll give their closing statement or closing argument. Uh, but he said in between there, you're going to see, you're going to hear facts, and you're going to have evidence. And he said, in the end, you go by the evidence. You do not go by what the attorney says because he's giving you his thoughts, his opinion, his theories, and what he believes is right. But he said, you cannot do that. And I'm, I'm like, why even have them? You know, just go with the evidence. Go with the facts. That's what we need to look at. And, but, and just mess it all up with somebody's theory, you know. But Yeah, and their job, though, if you think about it, think about uh, how this goes because it's such a big deal. You're talking about court. You're talking about lawyers and attorneys. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking about people that are on trial. You're talking about defenders and, and prosecutors and so on. Their whole job is to coerce you to thinking exactly the same way their opinion is and exactly what they're presenting you because they're trying to persuade you over to their side to, to, to literally just be on their side. So what they're going to do is take the evidence and make it look so promising and amazing for my side. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was also saying um, it doesn't matter how many um, – <clears throat> witnesses one has um, we still have to go back to the facts this person might have 20 witnesses the other one might have one so just because there's a lot on one side doesn't mean that's the truth but you still again go back to the facts and another thing that was uh, interesting is the judge himself said I'm going to be up here he said I will step in and I will say something if the facts aren't right if what they put down is evidence and it is not true, it is not real evidence, I will throw it out. But he said, otherwise, you have to look at the facts. You look at the evidence and you make the decision. But he said, I will make sure the evidence is right. Everyone yeah. else is going to say their opinion, but... And I thought, that's like God. People throw out their opinions constantly <laughs> of what they believe the Bible. But God yeah. said, no, this is what's true. Yep. Stick with the Bible. Stick with the Word. Yeah. That's fact. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that is actually how God set things up in the beginning. So think about with Moses when he set up this whole idea of community and, and everything. And what he set up was judges. Remember? And then the people were, started noticing everybody else around him had kings. And how wonderful it was to yeah. have a king. And then they're like... Ooh, ooh, we want a king. We want a king. And what did God say? You remember God speaking through Samuel, and he said, um, no, you don't. Because you have no idea what that's going to be like. He's going to do this, 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 and this, and it ain't going to be pretty. But he started it out as setting up appointing judges over the people in, in, in numbers, you know, in regions and numbers. And it totally makes sense. Because because that's a judge's that, that's what a judge does is he enforces just the evidence and the truth. Mm -hmm. So in Matthew eleven and twenty seven, but I would just go ahead and suggest reading through thirty on your own. <laughs> but he talks about like this is Jesus and he says that he resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. 
And it says that the Father has given me all these things to do and say, and this is a unique father-son operation coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. And it makes me think about, especially the part where he talks about the Father has given me all things to do and say. And it makes me think about how when we are, like just as Christians, like you you either have those that that know or you have those that are very opinionated. And the thing about the scripture is that like it definitely, it gives a straight line of the knowledge of you either, you either know, you, you know by what the word is saying, you know by what his spirit is saying. Mm-hmm. So you know the things to do and you know the things to say. Yes. And so therefore it's not like you're living a life that's blind you're not living a life that is scattered and you know not sharing like what what stance to take or you know what position to to hold as a christian but like he's given you such a straight answer and following what god says to do and what he says to say that like you can't go too far right and you can't go too far left and in your own opinions, you, you, you truly have to go off of what the truth is. And that is what he's already said by his word. And then what he's already said to do by his word. And then as far as things to do for you, the future, you know, it's things that he's given you by his spoken word to say and to do. And so I think that that's really awesome, especially like what Myrna was saying is you, you truly, you do, you do go off facts. You, you do go off truth because there, there is a truth and there is a fact when it comes to serving God. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And that's why, you know, like there's no lines to be crossed. Like you set, like God, and that's what's so awesome is like, you know, so many people love the idea of having like that everyday, like routine, like. I like getting up. I like going and making my coffee and then going and just working my job and then going home and taking care of my kids. And it's such a routine thing. And you, and like people love stuff like that. Like people like having certainties. Like I just do this because I know that's what I do. I know that I have to work. I know I have to wake up and take care of my family. And what's awesome about serving God is that like, he's given you a routine. Like he's given you such standards to like live by. Like there's no uncertainty with God. And I think that that's like the misconception with people is like, you know, like where does God stand? But like, he's so certain in his word of like where he stands, (laughs) you know? So like the whole, you know, the whole like, build up of humans is to like really have structure like we love structure we all thrive by structure you know even the crazy people that are just like i need to go and to wonder you know like in life it still comes to a point of like they love you know even like they love having this structure of this is what i do on a day-to-day basis and this is how i live on a day-to-day basis but the only difference is is you're listening to god and he's guiding a more beautiful life for you. Yes. And he's, you know, he's not only guiding a more beautiful life, but he's telling you what to say, you know, to cause others to enjoy this beautiful life or to, you know, for them to see him. And so it's just. We are creatures of habit. We really, really are. And we do have boundaries and limitations. But then, you know, the thing is, is we were, we were kind of created that way, though, to have boundaries and limitations. 
we have to have structure. It's just the way we were made to be is to have structure. What's amazing about God is he gives us, <laughs> it's amazing because he gives us unlimited potential. But within that unlimited potential, he gives us limitations and boundaries to that unlimited potential. Mm-hmm. That's what's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely absolutes uh, like in your life. Definite like, absolutes. There, I mean, because he's a definite absolute God, yes. you know, yeah. so like yeah. there are absolutes in that. I'll tell you two things that I think of when, when you're talking about that. And this is this, and this is how people get weird and get off and add to and take away from and whatever. And it's two things. And it's, <laughs> I'd love to hear you guys. <laughs> I'd love to hear you guys' opinions, responses, whatever you want to call it to this. I think, t- I think people get weird and get off because of two reasons. Number one, I think they get bored. I think people get bored with this book. It gives you the straight road and it tells you exactly what to do, exactly how to do it. And it's super simple. There's nothing about the book that's hard. And there's nothing about really this mysterious. There are revelations to be had in greater heights and understanding and, and deeper things. But none of it's really like wicked, mysterious that I can't figure out. And it's just God and he works in mysterious ways. He works in some pretty amazing ways, but it's not like secretive, weird ways that it's so far beyond us. We'll never understand. There are things and ways that are hard for us that we don't understand till we get there. It sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but the thing, what I'm talking about is this like uber weird mystique. And it gives us a, it gives us like a crutch an excuse for, you know, for either not doing or doing or understanding or not understanding. And it's, it ain't that mysterious. Right. I, th- I really believe number one, I think people, they get really bored with the Bible. <laughs> I don't know. This may step on some toes though, but they get bored with the Bible because they're not doing it. And they've lost, they've lost focus about what the mission is. They've lost focus about what we're supposed to be doing. And you guys remember, Jesus said it several times. It was his very first message. He said, you got to repent. You got to, you, and it means metaneo. It doesn't mean go to the altar and snot and cry. It means to change your thoughts, your attitudes, your behaviors, to line up with his thoughts, his attitudes, his behaviors. Right. Dude, that's a whole lifetime of learning and renewing every single day, Right. But he also said, then go and establish this, establish this kingdom everywhere you go. Preach this message of the gospel to every living creature. Right. Right? And Paul said so many times, he's like, listen, we should be saying the same thing. We should look the same way. If if you hear Hope Hampton preach this message here then you should be able to go to South Africa to another church and hear something along the same lines because it's the same spirit. It's the same book. It's the same heart. I think people get bored because, number one, they either really don't understand this or, number two, is because it's just they ain't doing it. We're not we. I say we, not them. We as the church, we're not doing it. We're making huge, beautiful kingdoms and churches and realms and gathering people and doing stuff and then making junk up to, to be relevant. You know what I mean? And we've completely forgot about what we're here to do, to love one another. And out of the love we have for one another, out of that overflow, we're ministering to communities and establishing the kingdom and going, right? right. We have such a desire to be important. And we have such a desire to be leaders and we have such a desire to have influence. So I'm going to throw this out at you. Did you know the little kids over in China, 
when they ask them what their what their life goals were, they come out with stuff. Number one, number one was this. They wanted to be astronauts. They wanted to do something with space because space is the next thing. Little kids, I'm talking about elementary school age kids, little kids. What do you want to be when you grow up? Number one was something to do with astronomy with the universe. Other ones were doctors. It was very, very technical, uh, you know, stuff you've got to study your whole life to be able to do and do it well. <laughs> do you know what the number one thing was when they asked American kids, elementary school kids? Computer. I mean, it's not super bad, but it's, but it's, you can see the difference. The number one answer was they wanted to grow up and be an influencer. Social media, Instagram, TikTok. They wanted to be an influencer. I want a YouTube channel. They don't care about going to the moon or astronomy or figuring out the next cure for whatever, whatever. They want to be on YouTube doing something stupid, making a million dollars. A lot of us are wired to want to be in control, to want to have the influence, to want to... Who in their right mind has got the audacity to come out on the end of a stage and say, I just don't believe in such and such a doctrine anymore. And because I don't believe it, guess what? Neither do you. I've heard, guys, listen, I'm just, I'm just saying this stuff because I've heard this with my own ears. Pastor comes out and says, I don't believe in the rapture anymore. And guess what? All thousand members don't believe in the rapture no more. Though it's clearly, clearly in the book. You know what I'm saying? Why, what drove him to do that? I will share this because um, I feel like this is relevant to what we're talking about. But this is Galatians 5, and it starts in verse 16, New Living Translation. It says, so I say... Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which just, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants, and the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. I was listening to somebody today, just like a real or something like that and they had said something and it reminded me of that scripture and that reads a little bit different than it does in the King James version but every time I have read a scripture like that talking about sinful nature and like what your sinful nature craves I think of like you know <laughs> sexual sin stuff like that you know uh, stuff that's so prevalent in the world but really the Lord showed me in a different light and it was exactly what you're talking about it's like no read that again and it was the sinful nature wants to do evil. Okay, again, I'm thinking of those sins, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. So it's not necessarily those sinful things like I'm going out to do drugs or I'm going to drink and, you know, do all these crazy things. But it's just doing the opposite of what the spirit uh, wants yeah. me to do. <laughs> and yep. that's, that is one thing that I think a lot of people really don't understand is that it's not God per se who's talking to you. It's not Jesus. You know, you're talking about people wanting to hear the that audible voice of God. Um, like it's it's an inward witness. Yeah. Mo most yeah. often. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and it, it that's who you're listening for is the Holy Spirit. And, and the reason you're listening for him is because he is God. He knows the word, and he's going to direct your path. That's a, that's a really great point because, and I, I feel like this is really maybe the, maybe the, the strain that we need to go down here, is, is really hearing God. 
because there's so much weirdness. I remember one dude saying this to me, and I, I don't know. I didn't know how to take it before because <laughs> I didn't really know him, you know. But I heard this one time, and he, he said to me, um, because we were talking about his house, and, and he said, um, he said, you know, he said this is one of those rare times that I feel like I actually heard God. Hmm. And, and, I, and, and I just looked at him, I said, I said, because he told me how it all happened. He said, we went down this road and whatever, and he said, man, oh, I just felt this inside. Turn here and go over here. And he's like, and here's this house. And he's like, house is, this is great. What a great house, you know? And he said he just, he just knew this was it. And he didn't really understand being led by the Spirit. But he just was like, I just, I just feel like this is the thing. This is the right thing to do, you know? And, and so, of course, later on, way down the road, and he says to me, he, he's like, I just, I, I believe that, 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 that God was just telling me that this is it. And then he looks at me right in my eyes, and he says, you know, there's a lot of people that say they hear from God. And he said, but I, I really actually believe. He said, I don't say that a lot. I don't say that all the time. You know, he said, I think there's a lot of people that say that that don't ever really hear from God. He said, but I know, I know that I heard from God where this was concerned. And I think it's really amazing because of what, what we've been talking about already is, you know, the different ways to hear God. And I, I really like that. I really like that reel that you're talking about because, I mean, for real, I, I've said this before myself. I think people are led by the Spirit way more than they realize they're being led by the Spirit. Oh, yeah. I think they hear from God way more than, than what they think they do. And it's because we are so wired to the spectacular. We want some huge spectacular experience, and that's not him. Right. Yeah, but you also have to believe, too, like, talking about the Holy Spirit, like, he, you have to believe that the Holy Spirit is, like, he's constantly trying to relay right. things to you. Right. Like, he's constantly, yeah. like, whether yeah, yeah. you, ignore, like, you just being a Christian, like, being filled with the spirit or not acknowledging that you have the spirit, you know, being born again, having that spirit in you, whether you are acknowledging it or not, it's, he's there. Yeah. The Holy spirit is in you and he's, he's constantly guiding you. He's constantly, whether you acknowledge him or not, he's trying to get you to the point to acknowledge him, <laughs> Right. you know? So yeah. regardless yeah, yeah, yeah. of, acknowledging him saying okay well he gave me that answer you know just knowing him and believing like he's he's there like he's yeah. petitioning to get his voice yeah. across to you yeah. and to tell you yeah go buy this home or you know don't yeah. go do that like you have to believe that he is trying to get his point across to you yeah 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 matt i love what you said earlier this word is so he breaks it down so simple he's not this isn't like a treasure hunt and, you know, right, like yeah. national treasure, someone <laughs> call, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not yeah. that at all. And yes, like you said, there's levels, there's things, there's a deeperness, that's not a word, but whatever, you know, to him. But just like you said, it's, it's acknowledging him when it yeah. says my sheep know my voice. Yeah. So simple, so simple. And like whenever you talked about someone having like, the audacity to walk up on stage and say, Oh, rapture is not real. And then everyone believing I'm just going to put it blunt out there. That guy does not know him. Mm -hmm. You can't just go and read something that's so black and white. And there's so much 
facts and Watch evidence, this evidence, evidence, right. evidence that that this is a thing that this can happen. That there have been multiple examples that this has happened in the Old Testament. This translation, right. you know, that um, they ju- people just don't know him because thinking about just thoughts, like just here's an example when thoughts are coming my way, and you know, it, it almost sounds it almost sounds real, like maybe something in my past that's happened and I'm kind of beating myself up, you know, and there's just these thoughts coming at me. And, but then I just think my father would never talk to me that way. (laughs) Right. And I just say that out loud. I know him. I know my father and my father would, he loves me. And it says that I'm forgiven and he would never talk to me that way. And then I bind that thought and I cast it down. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. because right. I've gotten to know him and spend time with him in his presence and daily renewing myself in his word. Come on, that's, what, you that's know? it right there. That's and it. that's it right there. Not trying to be blunt or not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but people that can stand up there and you know say healing isn't real. Just all this nonsense. It's nonsense. You don't know him right. at all. Right. Or you've gone away from him and then it comes in that two kingdoms thing. You've done listen to the other side. Oh, yeah. You've done listen to the enemy, mm-hmm. you know, yep. that it talks. Uh, I can't quote it word for word, but it's it's basically I think it's Paul and he talking about being mature and all that and uh, lies that seem they're so deceiving that it almost sounds like truth. But it's these lies there. It's so it almost sounds like facts. It almost sounds like, the, you know, the truth. And that enemy is just spinning that web, especially like when he was tempting Jesus in the wilderness, you know, and it's like it had some just almost a little truth. bit of truth yeah. that it sounded good. But he came back with that evidence with the fact that it is written that right. you don't no one tempts God. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. So right, right, it, right. it's down to that fact of you just don't know him, you know. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do your homework for you and go ahead and read the rest Thank of this <laughs> because <laughs> like you're Sister trampling Christ. all over this, okay, all good. over my scripture, but I'm just going to read all of it. So here we go. So this is again, Matthew 11:27. So Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. And the father has given me all these things to do and say, this is a unique father son operation coming out of father and son yes. intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does. This is my favorite part. It says, but I'm not keeping it to myself and I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. And this, oh, this is a good part too. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. So this is like, he's telling you, these are the the requirements now. So walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Yeah. Then you'll learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And this and him being, this is God. This is acknowledging who he really is. He's like, I'm not going to lay any heavy thing on you or ill-fitting. But you'll keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So nothing about learning God's ways or learning or trying to figure out how to hear God or to any of this weirdness mystery things you know that we think about god is complicated and he's telling you it's not complicated and he's telling you how easy it is he's telling you just come to me and just to get away with him and he's in anything that you don't know he's willing to go over it with you so this god that we expect to hear from in this external way is totally wrong because 
first of all, he's not an external God. He, you have his spirit in you. So everything that he's given to you is going to be internal. Right. It's going to be within <laughs> you to know. So, so you're, good. you're just going to know what to <laughs> do. And we, we bypass that by just that gut feeling. And we bypass that with just common knowledge. Right. But you don't know anything without the spirit. You don't know common knowledge without the spirit. Yeah. You don't know yeah. how to do things. You don't know what to do or to say without the spirit. Yeah. And that right there, it's what huge. she's talking about, bringing in the boredness and getting bored. If you're, if you know him and you're in his presence Dude. and you have him, you are not going to get bored. You're not going to no. get burnt out. You're not going to get tired, tired yeah. at right, all right. because when, any of that tries to come at you or anything, he's going to pull you back so tenderly. Hey, come take a real rest with me. Yeah. Let's lie yeah. down in those green pastures. Uh, and you would. You'll just start soaking. You just kind of just fall back like John, just right back on his chest and just yeah. relax. And you're resting in him. And you're in covenant. You know you're covenant-minded. You know these things. Yes. And you can just trust him and be there with him. So that's yeah. so good. That, yeah, absolutely. You know what's real cool about that is you can't get bored because if he's giving it to you line by line yeah. and he's revealing his stuff oh. to you line by line, oh. you're going to be busy doing his business right. and there's no way you can get bored. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're you're doing his business. You're you're busy. Yeah. But you're at rest at the same time. Yeah. It's easy. It's an easy life. Yeah. I got that a second ago that. too whenever the <laughs> scripture said the unforced rhythms of grace. Isn't that a beautiful, that just that whole line right there. But like, I, it made me think of like, whenever you're walk, like if I'm holding wa hands with my wife and we're walking, you know, like we're walking together, <laughs> you know, like we're, there is a rhythm to yeah. your movement yeah, as yeah. one, yep. you know? So like you're, it, that's literally what he's asking you to do is just take my hand. Yeah. I yep. will walk with you and we will walk in a rhythm together. Yeah. And, and you'll be graced to do it, that. Yeah, it, yep. yeah, exactly. Like you'll learn it, when you don't exactly. understand. Like there's going to be a right. second yep. chance. There's, like there's grace yes. in So if y'all's walking learn. down the street and you're holding hands and you're walking down the street, you know when somebody gets out of step. Yeah. Because yeah. it gets weird, don't it? Yeah. Like, like what, get, get off me. What you doing? What, <laughs> get up here. Your left yeah. foot, your right. left foot. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, If Absolutely. you're walking with him like that and you get out of step, you're going to know. Yes you're kind of getting out of step. You'll feel it. And yeah. what's beautiful, I love that. How'd that, how'd that go again? Unforced rhythms of grace. Unforced yeah. rhythms of grace. He's just beautiful? going to get you right back in cadence. Yeah. With that walk. Man, so that's beautiful. Good. So good. I love that. We are so out of time for this episode. Listen, thanks for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, that it challenged you or maybe made you think some more about this whole Christian experience and being a believer and being unplugged, being genuine. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember to get unplugged.